welcome to the Happy Psychic Podcast with me, your guiding light, Gemma Lonsdale. I'm a clairvoyant life coach and two-time breast cancer survivor. And with this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey of healing and personal growth. We're also going to explore the spirit realm together and what it's like to be a clairvoyant medium. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this um, episode of the Happy Psychic Podcast. Um, I am your host, Gemma. I am your guiding light. And today we're going to talk about... Um, how to deal really with the the face of a, a diagnosis if you're facing some kind of a diagnosis in terms of an illness. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, I have been through my um, my own personal cancer journey a few years ago. So in 2018, I received a diagnosis of breast cancer in my left breast. And at the time, I was, um, I think I was about 34. I think I was 34, um, 33 or 34. So I was obviously quite young to receive um, a cancer diagnosis, especially of breast cancer. But as we all are aware, you know, cancer and other illnesses and disease within that ilk really doesn't know, um, you know, it doesn't discriminate in any way. It's the same as like anxiety disorders, things like that. There is no discrimination where an illness like that is concerned. So you can be, you know, 15 or 55. It really doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, so I, I had that journey and I had sort of come out the other side of it. I finished my, um, I finished my treatment a year and a half ago, nearly two years ago now. Um, so that was great. I was able to sort of put that behind me. Um, when you have had breast cancer, the NHS in the UK is brilliant and they take very good care of you and you're then put into a yearly screening program and my annual mammogram was um it was a little bit delayed this year it's usually around october but they they had it at the beginning of december um last year obviously we've we've got covid happening at the moment so there are some delays um and i attended my mammogram screening and i actually specifically said to um i actually specifically said to the lady you know i don't even need to be here i know i'm fine my cancer's not back i'm okay um and I was actually really shocked to get a letter in between Christmas and New Year stating that I needed to go back to the hospital for a biopsy because they had identified some unusual cells in my breast that they were worried about so um you know I I was very very shocked to to actually get that letter after the results of my mammogram were spotted um so in any case to, to cut the story short for you, I was trying to give you the short version. I'm not very good at that. Um, I attended my appointment. I've had scans. I've had a biopsy. And they have confirmed that it is, in fact, cancer. The cancer has recurred in my breast in the same place. Well, just in front of where it was before. So now I'm faced with um, the prospect of... Well, obviously, I have the cancer journey now ahead of me again for a second time. Um, but I now have the prospect of actually losing my breast, which wasn't really um, it wasn't really on the agenda first time round. But it's definitely on the menu now. So I know that you know we we all have our own journeys, and with with the breast cancer, you know, you usually have a little bit of a forewarning. 
Um, certainly when it's your second time round that there might be something afoot. You know, I've had a mammogram, I've had a letter to say there, you know, there is a concern, we need to investigate. So you kind of can prepare yourself. The first time round um, for me and probably for a lot of you who have, you know, experienced cancer or, you know, some other similar illness, you know, it, it can be a very big shock because you go with a concern or some kind of a complaint to, you know, your GP or your physician or to, you know, a hospital, whoever you're actually seeing and um, they investigate and then it, it can be a very big shock for them to say, we think that it is this. Um, and likewise, if you are in an accident or, you know, I don't know, your car crash, for example, and suddenly you've, you know, you've lost a leg or you've been told that you'll never walk again, like that, that can all obviously be a massive, massive shock and it comes without any, any warning. But I thought it would be useful for you to understand a bit more about what my journey has actually been. Um, I'll not focus so much on the first one, but just on, on the recent one now and the steps that, you know, that I, that I went through personally. Um, and I'm sure you'll resonate with some of it. Um, the order of some of it might be a little bit different to what you have experienced yourself. Um, but, you know, th there's no blueprint for journeys like this. There really isn't. There's no blueprint at all. Everybody is unique. You know, your journey is completely unique to you. Um, and it's, uh, it's you know, I, I say this a lot with healing, but, you know, we're never finished our healing journey. You know, we can... When things are going smooth in our lives, our healing feels as if it's going smooth as well. We sort of feel sometimes that we've 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 mastered it. I've got it now. That's it. I'm healed. And it's not quite like that because whenever we then experience a challenge or a setback, which obviously, you know, a diagnosis of any kind will be a setback. It will feel like a setback to you. You know, it suddenly raises emotions that you hadn't really expected and it, it means that you really have to embed yourself into your healing journey again and and really focus and turn inwards and, and work on that healing it's it's like peeling the layers back of an onion and you know you get the first one done and you think that's it you're done and then the next thing you know somebody has to cut the other layer of the onion off and you have to go through all of that um so yeah so I just thought I would take you through what my journey has sort of looked like so far and what you know what what I have ahead of me how I've dealt with it emotionally and um, some of the coping mechanisms that I have and hopefully it will give you some solace that you're not alone out there and hopefully you'll have some positives that you can take away from this as well okay um but yeah in all honesty whenever I got that letter I received a letter in between Christmas and New Year um and my appointment was for the 4th of January and I I was really shocked like I honestly I was so shocked to see that there was something of concern on my mammogram and you know I cried I felt like I was you know it just felt like I was reliving it all over again and I feel like you know I had only just got over the the cancer from the first time round and to have to have it come up again um you know it was it was a it was a massive shock and you know it was a bit of a a bit of a blow to me and it was a setback you know it definitely felt like a setback at the time um so I did I, I had a I you know I shed a few tears I um sort of come to terms with the fact that actually you know I can think positive about this I can deal with anything I felt equipped to deal with anything 
you know, I had been through this journey once before, so I was a bit more aware of what was ahead of me. And I thought, okay, well, let's just face this head on. If it is cancer again, it's early. You know, I, I'm a I'm a Reiki healer, so I'm healing myself every day. Um, you know, praying for a miracle, hoping for, you know, spiritual guidance and, you know, definitely hoping that, uh, you know, I am going to be the miracle where I'll go someday for a scan or a biopsy or something and they'll, they'll not be able to find the spot on my breast today um that they've been talking about but you know I did I cried um and some of that was anger and some of it was frustration some of it was grief you know there was so many mixed emotions in there and really what what I needed to do was um I needed to really figure out exactly what was going on with me because I needed to get to the bottom of my emotions in order to take control of them to prepare myself for the journey forward so I did share the news with a couple of close friends and one family member. Now, the re- I was very open about my journey in the first, you know, the first time round. Um, but I feel now that as I have ascended spiritually and I- I'm on a higher vibration, I feel very, very protective over my energy. And I know that when people... Are worried especially people within your family they can have a tendency to come off as negative um and you know I didn't really want to worry people either but I, I didn't want the negativity or the doubt or the panic or anything like that to affect my positivity because I'm well aware of the laws of attraction um, and the power of the positive mind so that was my my main concern was keeping my mind positive and I think to some people they would look at me and they'll think well she lives in cloud cuckoo land or you know she's just completely cut herself off from reality and that's not the fact you know that's not the case that's not the true fact I'm aware of you know what is ahead of me but it doesn't mean to say that I need to be negative about it I don't need to let it affect me in a negative way so I do tend to think positive and look at the positives that will come out of the situation and it helps me really gather my strength so that's what I do so I, I sort of put my shield up a little bit with um with those that were close to me um I attended my appointments still you know was feeling positive and I was prepared for you know the options so I had started to obviously google People say that you shouldn't do that. I can't help it. I don't know about you, but the first thing I do is I Google and I look at people's stories and I look at, you know, recurrent cancer and outcomes, prognosis, what are the treatment options? Um, because I, maybe it's a, a lack of patience, um, but I, I do like to start to get a bit of information really so that whenever I do sit in front of a doctor that I can take the information in a little bit better um, and I can be a little bit more aware of what my options might be um, so so yeah so I had come to the conclusion that they would want to do chemo um, and I you know chemo I just feel isn't for me if I can avoid it um, you know the lucky thing with having breast cancer in my opinion, is that they can cut it out. You know, you don't necessarily have cancer coursing through your veins. Like a, a friend of mine from school had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma around the same time. Well, what we were diagnosed within days of each other, actually, the first time round. Um, so her cancer, yes, some of it was able to be cut out, but 
the rest of it it needed to be treated with chemo um in order to actually reduce it and they were able to monitor the growth and the effect that the chemo was having through the scans um that she was having on a regular basis with my cancer because they do surgery to cut it out um there is no visible cancer necessarily in your body unless it has spread so for me i just feel like we can't measure the effects of chemo so why would i put my body through that um because of the effect that chemo has on not you know obviously yes it it can get rid of all of the bad cells in your body and all those nasty cancer cells however it also really damages the good cells it can't distinguish between the good and the bad cells so you know your immune system and everything is very very damaged um and so my my personal preference with my type of cancer is really to avoid that if i if i can um so i was aware that there was a, there was a high chance that really a mastectomy would be um what they would want to to go for and you know i feel personally for me it's the second time now that i'm on this journey in such a short space of time i would rather they just take the boob you know take my boob stick a new one on do whatever you know i i just would feel more comfortable knowing that the tissue in that breast is away so that I'm not going to end up or I'm going to have less chance of ending up in this position another year and a half, two years down the line. Um, so I was fully prepared for, you know, for having that conversation with um, with my surgical consultant when when I met with them. Um, so in between times, I had a biopsy. They did confirm that it was that it was cancer that they'd found. There was cancer cells present. It's very early stages, but there was cancer cells in amongst that. Um, and it was the same cancer as I'd had previously. So, um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that that has happened. But as I was waiting for the appointment with my surgeon, um, I really did grieve, like, the possibility of losing my breast. You know, the thoughts of that. And I... I was very, I was still very, very hopeful at that point that it wasn't going to be cancer. Um, but you know, it, I think for for anybody who is having something taken away from them that is a part of their body, and especially you know a woman's breast, you know they're part of her femininity. Femininity can't even say that word, femininity. Um, and you know, I know obviously this is a podcast and you can't see me, but I have really big boobs. I've always had big you know, breasts as a woman. So to have that taken away from me, you know, it's it's a very big thing to deal with from a body image perspective. Um, so I, you know, I did have a, a process uh, that I went through with that. But to be honest, the grieving didn't really start with that until I'd had the conversation with with my surgeon and she had confirmed, you know, that yes, it definitely is cancer. Um, you know, we need to check obviously that it's spread, but your options are likely to be you know this that and the other um and I am very um connected to I am very connected to spirit so I I do work off my intuition I'm you know I'm highly intuitive I'm a clairvoyant medium um so I do work off my intuition and my intuition was telling me that a mastectomy is going to be the best option for me now um, and that I should look to have a mastectomy and then to have um, my breast reconstructed using tissue from elsewhere on my body. Um, 
I think that the shocker for me was that being a being a clairvoyant medium, I obviously have a very close connection with spirit. And whenever I talk about spirit, I talk about my higher self. I talk about my spirit guides. Um, I don't have direct communication, but I have had links with um, my guardian angel. Um, and then also spirit, you know, those who are in spirit who are past loved ones, like my grandma, my grandfather, um, you know, all of those people I have a, you know, a, a link with. Um, and because I um, a clairvoyant major my um you know I, I attend development groups and things through the local spiritualist church so I do have other mediums here in my friendship circle and it wasn't mentioned once by spirit that that this was coming up for me um and it you know it I, I sort of I did wonder whether um you know had they not seen it or and I, I did feel a little bit angry um actually for for a very short period towards um you know towards spirit for not giving me the heads up but at the same time I have to I have to remember that you know they they want me to live a full human life like we are spirits here in human form and you know they they do encourage us to live the human life and experience all those good things but also the bad things you know we need to experience the bad things in life as well and if that had have come through I probably would have I probably would have worried about it so perhaps in hindsight it, you know it was a good thing that um that I hadn't been warned um but it definitely did you know it, it did shook me up a bit so I really needed to feel that connection to spirit and the best way for me to do that is to meditate because that's whenever I can really sense the energy changes and it helps me ground myself into the earth um, so I can really feel the earth beneath my feet as it were um, and I really ground my root chakra down but also meditation really helps me connect with the heavens above and that is obviously you know the, the family and spirit that we have that have been close to us on the earth plane before they passed over. Um, but also it helps me connect in with my spirit guides as well. And I I was desperately seeking some guidance over um, you know, over what I should do. And I did get myself, you know, I, I had a I had a few days in the week following my um my diagnosis being confirmed where um, you know, I did I, I did work myself up into a little a little ball of anxiety upset anger um and meditating really helped me come through that and I was able to really really address the the healing issues that I was going to need to do in order to go on my journey so I've apologized to spirit I've apologized to myself um I've taken control for the fact that yes the breast cancer that I have there is a high chance that it is genetic because it is in my dad's side of the family. But I have to take responsibility for the lifestyle choices that I have made um, that, you know, could have contributed to this happening. Um, and, you know, I'm, I, it's a difficult one because everybody has a different opinion on this. But for me, I just wondered why. And I was, I couldn't understand why I was having to go through this again. And part of me feels that actually it's a wake-up call 
you know, the universe has given me, I kick up the ass to basically get my, get my acting gear. You know, I clearly didn't take it very seriously the first time because I, I'm still eating animal products. You know, I only really recently, um, cut red meat out of my diet. Um, and that, you know, I, from, from my perspective, like the, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things in the red meat and the animal products. You know, I, I would have a lot of dairy um, I was taking sugar on my coffee. So I really wasn't taking good care of myself from that respect. Yes, I, I did have a healthy diet for a lot of it. But there was times when I was quite careless with what I was putting into my body. And that definitely, you know, it's been a wake up call to pay more attention you know, pay a lot more attention to what is, uh, to what is actually going into my body. Um, and I think as well, it has made me realize that yes, this has happened. It is unfortunate that it's happened. However, there is positives to be taken from every situation that we experience, you know, even the really negative ones. And, you know, my my first battle with cancer really changed, you know, it did change my life um, and it made me view the world in a in a whole different way. And there was so many positives in so many ways, you know, cancer was a blessing um, and people, you know, people would have looked at me crazy whenever I said that. But in so many ways for me, cancer was a blessing and I am going to embrace this second opportunity that I have here because I am fully aware that although my treatment path isn't actually defined yet, I am going to learn so much from this and there will be so much in my experience that I can then take and actually use to help other people. You know, I can help you guys with it. Um, and that in itself is, you know, it's an incredible gift to be given. So I am using it as a gift. There is a long journey ahead of me. I still have had to process the grief. I've done my healing. I've been working through my emotions on it. But I am just prepared to um, to take it each day as it comes. I am lucky that I have faith that, you know, I will be fine. And that has... Um, that has really been amplified by what I've had through from spirit, you know, confirming things that are coming up in my life that I'm going to really enjoy. So I'm confident that I have a, a long and happy, healthy life ahead of me once I, you know, once I get past this. So I really want to be able to use my experience as best as possible to, you know, to help other people on their way. Because although it seems very frightening, it's not the end of the world. And there will be so many amazing things that you will learn on your journey. You know, I, I stuck a quote on Facebook, my my personal Facebook page, not long ago. And it was saying that, you know, you need to be in the darkness to see the stars. And those stars are beautiful. Like, they really are. So whenever you're having your darkest moments and you're having your darkest days, just sit back and, you know, there's no point in putting so much pressure on yourself that you can't experience your path. Because it's really important to experience those negative emotions and those pain and any fear. Um, 
anxiety, anger, whatever it is you're feeling, you need to feel it, you know, because you need to be able to feel it in order to heal it. If you can't feel it and if you're repressing it, then it's never going to come out. And it's so important to get it out. So feel it and then heal it. Feel it and then heal it. Um, so just go through, go through the process. Do what you have to do. Do it your way. If you feel that you need to lock yourself away from people, then do that. This is your journey. So you have to do it your way. Um, and just experience those dark moments and just know that there will be absolute golden nuggets in there that, and you might have to dig to find them, but they will be, honestly, they will change your life. So thank you very much for listening. I'm going to leave you with that. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you could leave some feedback or rate the show, it would be a big help for other potential listeners. And don't forget to follow or subscribe so you receive a notification when I've added a new episode. You can also follow me on both Facebook and Instagram at Gemma Lonsdale Guru and the website is guidinglight.guru. Thank you.